I will read you, dude. You know, there are, there is a ridiculous amount of Merlinisms that have entered the list family lexicon, like toot for tweet. Uh, I'm trying to think of some others. Uh, the only way out is through. Uh, there's a bunch of them though that I feel like have I've sourced from Merlin and then have somehow. The most prevalent in my life is turns out. Yeah, because <laughs> I use True. that just like legitimately. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. like it turns out, but like I would never say that. You know. Yeah, didn't we talk about Merlin last episode? This is turning into the uh, Merlin Man Love Fest. It's okay. He's he, he's worth it. Yeah. It wrecked ifs, man. Such a good show. It's one that I like to let build up, and then I knock through a few of them, usually on trips and stuff like that, yeah. right? Because I always yeah, enjoy that... it, but it's not like it's not pressing me because it's sure. it's mostly timeless content. So I like to let it stack up. I have a few shows like that now where I will let them stack up. Flophouse is mm-hmm. the same. I let Flophouse and Wreck Diffs stack up, and then I knock through a few of them when I've got something going on. This last episode, they they were discussing a bit. Any time that that Merlin can get John to peel back a few layers of the onion, I just yeah. find fascinating. Which is funny because I know John pretty darn well, but there is so much I don't know about John. And it's not that Merlin isn't fascinating in his own right, but I just feel like by comparison, I feel like Merlin is a much more open book. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but it just feels that way to me. Whereas John... I don't think he's deliberately like cagey or anything. He won't tell but, you something unless you ask for it. Right, exactly. Whereas Merlin <laughs> will volunteer something, John, you have to dig it out. Right. And, because because and Merlin is a more regular human, I guess, <laughs> than Syracuse is. He will give you any information that you want, but you, yeah. you have to explicitly require it. You have to put in a requisition order first. That's <laughs> true. You have to get your TPS report, cover uh-huh. sheet, the whole rigmarole. The whole thing, because otherwise, what's the point? I, I again will tell my favorite my favorite John Syracuse anecdote. It, I have told it many times, and I will continue to tell it many times. First time I ever met John in person was WWDC, like twenty twelve. No, no, not that late. Maybe whatever my first one was, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, something like that. And I saw John in a in a bar um, at, at a meetup. I said, oh, you know, hi, I'm Mike Hurley. He knew who I was and like it, it, because I was just coming on board at 5x5 five five at the time. And I think that John's show was just about to wrap up, I think. And uh, I was like, so what did you think of the announcements today? And he was like, ah, we just recorded ATP. You can listen. You can hear all about it then. <laughs> It's just That's like John. it's like I I I will I deny your request for small talk because I've already <laughs> said this once. Application denied. Go away. Love that guy. I love that guy so much. Has There's has he one in a million? Ha, he is. Has there ever been a like a crossover with him and Gray on the same show? No, but I have been privy to those conversations a couple of times in person. Oh, they are magnificent. I've seen a couple of them. There's one, I don't remember the specifics of the conversation, but it happened in the Park 55 bar. I believe it was you, John and Gray, Mm -hmm. and then me on the Mm -hmm. other side of the two of them and on the other side of you. And I don't recall specifically, maybe it was about the definition of like robot or something. Yeah. But whatever the the conversation was magnificent. You see, the thing is, I've been in a... So like people, this is something that people are always asking me to try and convince them to do, right? Like to have something Mm -hmm. together. And my feeling on it is that it's... 
this is something that will never be as satisfying as you hope it will be. That's because true. Because every true. time I've ever seen them interact, like it gets to a point where like neither of them are willing to concede. So then the conversation <laughs> just ends. And like it's a good it's point. not it's not the epic debate that people are hoping for. Because to get those epic debates out of someone like Grey and someone like Syracuse, you need people like me and you. Yeah. Who are yeah. like different like styles because they're quite similar at least in the debating style where like i guess me and you would be more typically more emotional in it and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. then it causes for for fun but when you have two people kind of like see it's the same as like when me and casey go at it i just tell him that i love him 25 times in a row <laughs> right like you put the compatible styles and together and it's just not as satisfying i think um <laughs> Oh, it's true. Oh, that's funny. But anyway, but uh, yeah, we we we've got to figure out a reason to get them on like a member special or something like that. They like, I don't think it should yeah. be a normal thing. Mm-hmm. It's got to be. It's got to be special, even right, if it's not a thing. member here's special. You need to stop doing this because look, this the situation that we're in right now with this is that Gray only does what he wants to do, and if he doesn't want to do true. it, there's nothing anybody can do about it. So, like, you're only adding fuel to the fire of people asking me to make it happen. That's not how these things work. All right. Well, we just got to get a good hook, a good reason for the two of them to get on All a right. show together. I'm going to leave that with need. you then to work that out. <laughs> and then you, you, okay. can, you can petition them and you can report back once you get agreement from all parties. Does that all sound right. fair? All right. I'll, I, will, I will work on it. All right. You work sir. on that. How's your arm? Z- Arms? Both? The situation declined significantly after we spoke. Oh, no. <laughs> this is news to me. I'd heard about the one, and I'd heard it on another show. I don't remember which one, but maybe it was Cortex. But either way, I did not realize that this is now spreading. It was about two and a half weeks ago was when the situation began. I spent the best part of a week and a half with my left arm in a sling uh because it was the only way to make sure that my shot my arm didn't move because any movement in my arm was terrible pain um this then spread to both elbows and both forearms oh god uh so it's been about two and a half weeks in total i am mostly okay now um i basically when it gets towards the end of the day i start to get a little pain but it's mostly fine um, I have been to see a medical professional. I went to see a physiotherapist about this. Um, and they basically confirmed my fear that they believe it's swimming related to because of the places that I'm having pains, like the muscles and the ligaments and the joints are the ex- in the exact areas that they would expect to hurt if there was a swimming-related injury based upon the way that I swim, like the styles that I mm-hmm. swim in. Uh, so we went through a whole thing, did a bunch of, like, stretching and testing, and, like, does this hurt, does that hurt? They're, like, the worst examinations, by the way, where it's, like, does this hurt? And, like, it doesn't hurt, but you know, like, you're here because it needs to hurt. It's like, oh, I'm pushing on this thing. Does it hurt you? And it's like, no. Right, and it's like, but I've re- there needs to be some kind of pain because why am I here? You know what I'm talking about? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like I know this has been hurting me for two weeks, but now we're in this room. Whatever we're doing isn't hurting. 
So the, the, this is a terrible analogy, but what you're describing is every person who has ever had an issue with their car ever, because it'll have some squeak or some rattle or some something that is consistent every single day. And then you bring it to the mechanic and you explain, oh, if you go at exactly 34 miles an hour, exactly up this particular hill that's right around the corner from the dealership, you will hear a terrible grinding noise. And then they take the car for a day and they say, we didn't see it. And you say, that's impossible. Go back to the hill, 34 miles an hour. I told you exactly where. Do it again. Sir, I'm sorry. We didn't see it. Never mind. I'm coming to the dealer. I'm going to take you for a drive. Son of a bitch. They didn't do it. It didn't happen. There it is. It didn't happen. Ah, it's the worst. So I'm starting like a course of treatment or whatever, right? So I could go in, see him a couple of times, have a few things taken care of, um, do like, I don't know, like massages and acupuncture or whatever it is um, he recommends. But I'm not going to give up swimming um, because I was talking to the guy and I was saying to him, like, this is what I think. I mean, I'd already worked out a backup plan, right? So if he said to me, you shouldn't swim. I was going to start yoga. That was going to be my next thought because surely I can't hurt myself doing yoga, <laughs> one would, right? One would think. <laughs> like it has to be a pretty extreme circumstance. But I was talking to him and I was like, I think it was this. And you know, and he was like, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like based upon everything you said. And I said to him, because, you know, I this was a relatively new thing for me and I'd started to ramp it up in like frequency and like uh, effort. Um, you know, so like it, it doesn't surprise me that it had gradually worn down or whatever. Um, and he said one of the worst things that people do when they have an injury is to like stop doing the thing that caused the injury completely. He said because you will probably come back to it at another point, and then you do this again to yourself. So he said okay. what you need to be doing is like paying attention to like how much effort you're exerting and how it's making you feel and how it makes you feel over the next couple of days. There's a monitor that and like imagine it as a traffic light system. He said you should only ever be a maximum on amber. Okay. Don't okay. go into the red. Like if you start to get pains when you're swimming or if for like two days after you're still hurting in those same like in the like the problem areas, then you need to pull it back a bit. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, okay. try and keep in the green and the amber. Like, he said, obviously, you're likely to hurt the next day, but that's pretty normal. But if it doesn't go away the day or two after that, then you've gone too far. So he's like, just try and be a little bit more sensible about it. So I'm about to go away, which we're going to talk about. Um, but next Friday, I'm planning on going swimming again, which would be good. So. Well, good luck. I know that's a super bummer for you. I'm, I'm having flashbacks to uh, Casey Neistat, who had recently had some sort of like major agita with his legs, and he was deeply fearful that he wasn't going to be able to run anymore. And, and he apparently runs like 10 or some miles a day or something like that. Yeah. And so this was going to be like a true lifestyle change for him. And it turned out whatever the issue was, was repairable or wasn't an issue. I forget exactly what the details were, but it, it reminds me of that whole saga in that, you know, this was, this could have been a tremendous lifestyle change for you, for you. And it sounds like it's still a lifestyle change, but not nearly as bad as it could have been. Yeah. I mean, lifestyle changes. I, I understand why you would say it that way. But the thing is, is like actually doing the swimming was more of a lifestyle change. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's like it has been funny. Like I would have swum today, swam today. Um, and I noticed today that like, 
I had so much free time in my day, mm. which is quite funny because I, yeah. I wasn't taking multiple hours out to go swim. That was funny. I, and I actually was like, oh man, like my day is going real slow. So, <laughs> guess how that's long a good does thing. the process take? A couple how long of does hours. The process take a couple of hours, including like going and swimming, and then I will always go and like they have like a, a hot tub thing, and I'll just hang out in there for a little bit afterwards, uh, and then get like getting showered, uh, dressed back home. It's about two hours, like door to door. And how far away is the gym from your house? If that's not compromising your opsec, <laughs> it's like. 15 minutes or something. Foot, train, combination? Public transport. Okay. All right, I'm like, just curious. It's, it's, I don't it's have a good feel for how walk. involved... Yeah, I don't have a good feel for how involved this is. Like, are you just popping downstairs? Or it sounds like, no, no, no. This is this is almost like a commute. If it know, was a popping downstairs, then this situation would have arisen way sooner because I would have hurt my... I would, I would go more than twice a week if I could do it more. Gotcha. It's just, it's the time, like me giving up that amount of time, it just doesn't work for my life right now to be able to do it more than twice. But honestly, like mm-hmm. for where I am in my life right now, my general fitness, like twice a week has been, has been pretty good for me. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get back into it. And I'm just, I am pleased that I don't have to make a big change because I don't really want to do yoga. Like I'll do it because like I've got to find something, but if I can, if I can keep up the swimming, then, then I'm going to do that. Yeah. Well, I hope it it does end up working out for you and I hope you're 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 going to end up feeling better cuz you you said both arms are still hurting like today like that's and they still hurt a thing. now. Um like my shoulders hurt a little bit right now. Mm-hmm. Uh but it, th- this is only happening to me towards the end of the day now. Like so I guess okay. it's just like because now I'm not being particularly careful. Like I'm just trying to live as normal. Um, mm-hmm. where like in the in like in the in the intervening weeks between last episode and this episode, like I was doing like nothing. You know, like, I I didn't use my left arm at all, right? Like, well, so that's tough. That is not fun. That is fine. I'm glad I'm, it's. I'm doing I'm, good. I'm glad it's getting better though. And it sounds like you're hopefully well enough that it shouldn't dramatically affect your travel. Would you say is that is that fair? Let's talk about that. Today's episode is brought to you by (laughs) Pingdom, the company who offer uptime monitoring and web performance management. You may be more familiar with Pingdom than you think because they help to keep your favorite sites running tickety-boo. Evernote, BuzzFeed, Netflix, Imgur, if you've used any of these sites recently and not run into any troubles, you may have Pingdom to thank for that. Because websites are so sophisticated now, there are like so many different moving parts. You've got all types of of functions, maybe contact forms, checkouts, logins, search functions. If something goes wrong, if something breaks, it doesn't have to just be if your entire website goes down, but if something's not working, you want to know about it because people might be trying to access that stuff. All Pingdom needs is a URL that you want to monitor. They take care of the rest. If there are any issues, if there are any problems, they will alert you immediately so you can go and get them fixed. Go to pingdom.com slash RelayFM right now for a 14-day free trial with no credit card required. When you sign up, use the code ANALOG at checkout and you'll get 30% off your first invoice. Our thanks to Pingdom for their support of this show and RelayFM. Once again, that is pingdom.com slash RelayFM. 14-day free trial, and to get 30% of your first invoice, use the code ANALOG at checkout. Uh, so, you know, 
I'm going to Atlanta for the Atlanta Pen Show. I am That's expecting. Exciting. Yeah, I am very excited. Actually, uh, I am expecting to have some issues as a result of this uh, because it is a pretty manual labory activity for a few days right like oh yeah because you're helping brad with like all the setup and tear down and all that mm-hmm. junk too right now luckily i don't necessarily have to lift a bunch of boxes because there's three of us right so i can just not do that but the rest of the time you know we're selling stuff i'm like grabbing things out of boxes like handing things to people taking things from people like it's a lot of movement a lot of like abnormal movement so who knows, right? Like I expect time. That, that Brad and Jeff know about this. Like they're fine, but I like to. If I'm going there, I want to help out. But I just might not be as much of a help as I've been in the past. Uh, but what that can probably mean is like usually there is like in a, in the at the Atlanta Pen Show we like serve two functions where it's one is selling stuff and then the other is like the things that are adjunct to the podcast and the blogs, like people coming over and asking questions and wanting to talk to us and stuff. So mm-hmm. I would probably just do more of that, like take more of that shift. But I have mm-hmm. a problem there too. I got, I have a very sore throat right now. Like basically everyone in oh, my life God. has a cold of some kind. And, my, and, and so my current symptoms are completely localized to my throat, which is basically... Back to back, I have had the two most dangerous things for my career. <laughs> I haven't I been able laugh, to edit but... properly because of the. I haven't been able to use my arms, and now, like, I'm potentially walking into a losing my voice situation. Oh God, I'm so sorry, Mike. I my general temperament is pretty good right now. Like, I feel f- like you know, I'm not depressed or upset or anything right like because i know i'm just complaining a bunch but like this this is just this weird confluence of events that i've got going on right now that stinks so you may not be able to talk and you may not be able to lift anything or shake anyone's hand or move or do anything like that or move but other than that how was the play mrs lincoln (laughs) i'm very much looking forward to going to atlanta because it begins my travel it's my first travel of 2018 um and then I think I'm traveling basically every month, maybe for the rest of the year, bar like one or two. So, well, what is okay? Yeah, for the whole rest of the year, yeah, there or thereabouts. I'm, I'm trying not to compromise your opsec, but I'm like trying to go through your like agenda in my head. Mm-hmm. And there's only one or two I can't 100% account for, but I, I don't want to compromise your opsec. Like I said, we have things. So you've got another Merlinism going on right now. We have, I have things, I have things in the works, like it's not just, uh, there's, there is a unannounced project, I guess, I could say. Yeah, that's, that's, I like that, I like unannounced projects, Mm -hmm. I like that the unannounced project that you don't want to announce is you coming to visit me in Richmond, that's very awesome. Yeah, um, any day now, I should show up, I did it once before, so like. That wasn't Richmond. I offered to do it and you went to the beach instead. Oh, that is savage because it's true. That's so I know, terrible I know what you want from me. Oh, you're a terrible human. All right. Well, so how long is the trip? You you travel what days? Thursday, and I'm back home Tuesday morning. Wow, that's quick. Oh, is that quick? It's a it's especially a quick trip because it takes like ten and a half hours to get to Atlanta. Well, yeah, because you're not only are you going way, way, way west, but you're also going way, way, way south. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a, oh, it's funny. Man. It's a funny time period, but like honestly, it works out. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't spend more time doing this if I had the option because one of the great things about the Atlanta Pen show is how how little of an effect it has on my recording schedule. Like yeah, I don't have yeah. to move basic uh, this time I'm not moving anything. So like leave Thursday I'm back Tuesday so I can do all of the stuff that I need to do on Tuesday because I'll be back in the morning or whatever. What about upgrade? But this is this is the only one. So, so I said all but one. Upgrade, uh, Jason's getting a fill-in for me. Which oh, he is should also tell me great. if I'm doing that. Yeah, I think he's get, you should uh, get a letter in the post about that. <laughs> um, I don't think you could do it anyway. Cause of the time. I would make time for Jason. I would anyway, make time for Jason. Jason has a long a laundry list of guests. I'm sure you're on there somewhere. That, that I have uh-huh. no. I actually have no say in this process. I I really don't know who he's having on. I never know until it pops up. I like to leave myself the surprise. <laughs> well, because you know, it's just that, that uh, there's no point in me being involved in it. That's that's his thing to to do with. So he'll just get that sorted. I don't like to get all up in that business. Jason is a very experienced individual. I could just leave him to get on with it. Right, Fair like enough. he he would handle the whole shebang, so I just let Jason do it, and then I will get to enjoy the episode on my flight home. That's pretty funny, but yeah, ah, well, so that's exciting. That that's one of the good things about Atlanta is like it can be a short trip. Uh, I'm not away for too long. I don't have to upend my entire working life to 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 do it, and it is also like just one of my favorite weekends of the year. It's just so great. Do a live show. Then meet a bunch of Panatic fans, buy some pens. It's pretty great, man. Yeah, I'm excited for you. One of these days, I will pop down and just make an appearance, but this is no not do that it Atlanta's not the right one. I mean, you should wait for me to come back to D.C. Like, I don't know when that will be, but that will I will come to the D.C. pen show again. So, like, it makes more sense for you to come to the D.C. pen show. Fair enough. Like, I will definitely uh, do that. Like, maybe, maybe not next year, but, like, maybe 2020. We've got different plans for 2019. But if we don't execute the 2019 plans, then I'll go to in 2019 probably. Sounds good. Let me ask you a uh, somewhat depressing question. Uh, are oh, you this has fearful? been a sunshine hour today. <laughs> for real. Uh, are you fearful of coming back to the States and specifically getting through like customs and immigration and all nah. that? Nah, I'm fine. Well, because last I'd heard we are now, well, some of us, are kicking around the idea of requiring uh, like five years of social media passwords or some junk like that. Before yeah, you're that, that's to... part of the visa process. Um, and when I completed my ESTA last time, so which is an electronic visa, uh, it was still optional. Um, I don't have to fill in an ESTA for a while. And honestly, like, whatever. Like, you know as far as I'm aware they're not asking for logins to anything they just want the names of the profiles a cursory Google search will yeah, bring you fair. to me right mm-hmm. like and I don't really feel like I have anything specifically like that's going to cause a problem for me and whilst I would really prefer and think obviously that it is against every single liberty that exists to me as a human and especially as a non-American right that I somehow have rules imposed upon me by a foreign government just because I dare to want to bring business to your land. Um, whatever. Like, I just... I need to be there. I don't... This this will just have to be a, a thing that I have to go through if I have to go through it. Like, it's in the same way that I go through everything that I go through at airports, right? 
Like yeah. that, I I actually quite frequently get pulled aside for extra security checks. It's not incredibly frequently, but it's frequent. And I think it's because of the amount that I travel. Um, I, I, I quite often get pulled aside for a random security screening. Quote, unquote, yeah. random. So, like, all of those things annoy me, but it's like it's part of it. Like, I could not go if I don't want to, but that's not what I want. So, like, to a point, I will accept a lot of what I have to go through to get to the U.S. Because there are the reasons for wanting to be there outweigh the inconveniences and the hits on my personal freedoms. There's so much about air travel which removes your freedoms anyway, right? And it's been that yeah. way for for a while that it's like you can disagree with it and I think it's fine to disagree with, but if you disagree with it too far, then you're never going to leave the country and I don't want to live that way. Especially if you're on an island. Well, I'm mean, yeah. And again, like <laughs> in a year or two, like, I don't know, can I go anywhere anymore? Who knows? Yeah. I get visas for everything. Visas yeah. all over the place. When's the last time you've left the UK by train? Uh, Well, many years ago now. So you don't find yourself, and I, I'm not trying to be funny, I'm genuinely asking, you don't find yourself like popping down to Paris on the channel for like a weekend or anything like that? Nah. We're actually thinking about doing that soon, um, but it's not a thing that we, we do. There are still, like, don't get me wrong, all of Paris, all of Europe, it's amazing, right? All the places that you can go to on the train is wonderful. But there's still a lot of places in the UK that we like, want to go to and don't get to visit as much as we would like. Yeah, that's fair. You know? I don't, it's just, it's so foreign to me, literally and figuratively, that you can travel from one country to another by any mechanism other than yeah, a very, like, very slow boat or How often do you jump on the Amtrak and go to such and such state? Well, no, we, well, our tra- you can't ask that question because our train system is abysmal at best and basically non-existent <laughs> Buddy, at I've worst. Ro- I've rode it from New York to D.C. and it was amazing. So I don't know what you're talking about. That's the only place that it's okay. The D.C., New York, All Boston right. corridor well, is the only place it kind of works. do you go to Boston or New York on the Amtrak? I would never do that in a million years. In no small part because <laughs> the tracks... Well, well, because the tracks between Richmond and D.C. are owned by a freight company. So if the passenger train is is going down the tracks, but a freight train would like to pass, apparently there's like turnoffs or like... You can pull the train okay. over or something like that. Look, so the freight the train right, can blow How by. often do you jump in the BMW and drive to such and such state? A few times a year, a couple times a year. Right, exactly. Not that often. You know, it's like we travel to other places. My point is that, like, yes, it is available to us, but just because it's easy and available, like, we don't use it for that specific reason. You know, it's like, oh, let's just go to such, you know. It's still, to do that, it's still an expensive proposition, right? To like, Eurostar is not cheap. Uh, We'd have to go stay somewhere in Paris, which is not cheap. So for that, like popping somewhere for such and such time, could that money be better used towards paying for a third of a trip to Rome or whatever, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is where a place that neither of us have been to and would like to go to more, uh, considering we've been to both been to Paris a bunch of times. So it's like you know, it's like uh, how often do we do it? And plus, we're like we're not we're not very adventurous. Like 
<laughs> we are very much homebodies. Like that, that is kind of how we tend to live our lives. We are homebodies, and we only ever really do stuff like that when there are other people kind of like pushing us into it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Well, I am excited for you to be in the not so great United States, and uh, I it hope is, that your travel no, goes no, well. No, I won't accept it. America is amazing. I love America. Like you're going through a situation doesn't make your country a heck of bad. a rough patch. Doesn't make your country bad. Like there, there are there are problems, and honestly, like some of the problems that you are going through right now have existed for a long time, right? And either it just changes, or the way that it, it maybe it, it accelerates or whatever, and then decelerates. But a lot of those problems have been problems that have been there for a while. It's yeah, just it's yeah. what it is. Like it, you know, it it doesn't. The bad stuff doesn't take away the good stuff because the good stuff for me is the people that I want to see and the places that I want to go to, and it doesn't make me want to to visit less personally. Oh, it's, thanks, not, it's not. That's not. You know. That's not why I'm going. I'm not going because I love your government. That was never the reason that I went in the first place, you know? So the fact that I don't like the government now, it's not going to be... Well, now I'm not going to be like, well, well, bring back Barack or I ain't coming back. (laughs) Well, I appreciate it. I don't know. It's just... I, I. I think it's just we don't we we can let this go as soon as I make this thought make this comment. But yeah, I I think for the first time in my life, adult or otherwise, I am embarrassed by my country. And and there the obvious answer is well, you should have been embarrassed a lot of other times, you know, long before this. But I am like truly it's a confluence of events, right? Old enough and plugged in enough, and the situation being bad, where like maybe you weren't as plugged in the last time it could have been perceived to be bad. Yeah, I don't know. But either way, um, I'm excited for you to come. I hope the travel goes well, and I hope you're feeling as chipper and sprightly and, and excellent as you can be, given your current ailments. Second old man, what happened? What happened? You turned you turned 30. I told well, like, you it was coming. It was only a few months ago. Was yeah, I always it's like a switch. This, was I always this bad? No, you oh. weren't always this bad, but it's like a switch flips when you hit 30, man. Today's show is brought to you by Linode. With Linode, you'll have access to a suite of powerful hosting options. With prices starting at $5 a month. With that, you'll be able to be up and get your own virtual server up and running in the Linode cloud in just under a minute. Super, super easy to do. Whether you're getting started with your first server or deploying a complex system, Linode is very simple to use and they have the all of the right stuff that you're going to need. They have the fastest hardware, the most powerful network, and the best customer support behind everything. It has never been easier to launch a Linode cloud server. They offer 99, they actually guarantee 99.9% uptime for their server availability. Once your server is up, Linode want to keep it that way. Linode is amazing for tasks like running a mail server, operating a VPN, running Docker containers. Now, I think I am familiar with Docker containers now. Uh, After hearing Syracuse talking about them recently, right? He was talking about Docker something. A little bit. Mm. Yeah, when he was saying about how the Mac Pro might, like moving to ARM, right, might upset people because of something about web development and Dockers. 
Anyway, along those lines. so like, you know, you, you live and learn is all I'm trying to say. And with Linode, you have the ability to learn lots of amazing stuff because they have great guides. If you need to learn more about running a server than I have ever cared to look into. But what I do know is that Linode has amazing pricing options available. Their plans start at just $5 a month to get you a gigabyte of RAM. And they offer high memory plans as well, starting with 16 gigabytes of RAM. As a listener of this show, if you sign up at linode.com slash analog, you'll be supporting us and getting $20 towards any Linode plan. On the one gigabyte of RAM plan, that is four free months that you can get just by signing up at linode.com slash analog. They have a seven-day money-back guarantee, so there's nothing to lose. So go to linode.com slash analog to sign up, learn more, and take advantage of that $20 credit. Or use the promo code analog2018 at checkout. Our thanks to Linode for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. So, Mike, it's April. I believe this is the first time we've spoken this month. Yes, it is. Um, And you are approaching a very big day in your life. We are one month closer now, sort of, but not really, to the big day, to your nuptials. How are things going? Yeah, we did just pass, like, a specific time period within the last couple of weeks. where It's like, oh, we are now this much time away. And it feels mm-hmm. like that this much time away is getting significantly shorter every time we do it, you know? Yep. And, uh, yeah, at this moment in time... Oh, did I tell you I have the the ring? I have my wedding ring? You told me you were shopping around and buying every wedding ring on Amazon, but you did not tell me that you have concluded which one you would like. Yeah, so the two that I bought on Amazon, they took a little bit longer to arrive than I thought. They actually didn't have stock of those in the UK, so they had to come from somewhere in the US. So I now have like two tungsten rings. They're both kind of like the same dark silver color. One is slightly darker than the other, and the darker one has like a black color on the inside. And the other one is like shiny on the inside. And I'm still trying to decide between the two of these which one I want the most but i have decided that i'm gonna i'm gonna it's gonna be one of these they were like 30 pounds each <laughs> which is wow. like, and i'm like i'm not this isn't a thing where i'm like trying to save money it's just like this is just what i want and i've i've worn them both and they're comfortable is they're like four millimeters or whatever it is and uh I've, I've got it on right now and it feels fine and uh, yeah, so that's done. The wedding band is, has been procured for me. Um, Adina's has not been procured yet. <laughs> Just saying. Is, has is that process started, or who who is holding up the show on that process? Well, it's nothing to do with me. Mm. Um, but you know, it's not. It's, uh, I don't know. All I know is it's on our like chalkboard to do list on the fridge, and it's been there for a while. Uh, but uh, <laughs> someone got his act together. And uh, went ahead and purchased the rings. And we're not feeling smug about it at all. No, not me, sir. No way. Uh huh. So that's oh, taken yeah, yeah. care of. Um, we got like a schedule of events from the planner a couple of days ago. Good. Um, that feels like it's an impossible list of stuff. Uh, budgets, lol. Yeah, but a wedding budget is is at best wishful thinking. I feel like we have redone the budget like four times now. 
That's not surprising. Are you completely broke or just mostly broke? Uh, I'm not bailing you out on this. That was an innocent question. Everything's fine. Mm-hmm. But we are spending, we're going to end up spending way more money than I want okay. to spend. Fair enough. Like, I wasn't looking for any sort of specific or anything like yeah. that. I was just curious. You know, are you even in the realm of what you were hoping for, or it sounds like you are quickly leaving that behind? By the time we're done, like, not not even close. Like, it's, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I mean, it'll prob- be worth it, I'm quite sure. The problem is, you just keep saying yes to everything, right? Mm-hmm. Because... When someone comes to you with a, oh, and hey, there's this thing, and it costs this much, in the grand scheme of everything, this much doesn't seem like much. But there are like 20 this muches, right, that happen within a few weeks. And then you like you sit and look at the spreadsheet, and you're like, ah, we did that again. Mm-hmm. It's all doable, right? Like, everything's fine, but it's just like... I'm just trying to work out how much money, or we are just trying to work out how much more money we want to put and from where it's going to come. You yeah, know? Yeah. It's just stuff like that. It's just real dumb adult crap is what it is. You yeah. are adulting hard, you two. Mm. It does feel like everything's coming together, though, and <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, no, like a week ago, I was laying in bed, getting ready to go to sleep. I started thinking about the vows, right? I was like, oh man, I need to write my vows. And I th- thought through all of them, right? Like in my head, like working it out. Then I woke up. <laughs> so I woke, Whoops. I worked it out, didn't write it down, fell asleep. And now I have to start over again, I guess. Yay. So yeah, it's like, uh, I am very excited. Sometimes I think about it. And I get all choked up. Um, I'm very excited. I'm very excited for my wedding day. But I would really like to just not have to think about it anymore. But like that's not practical. So I just have to keep plugging away. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. How is Adina feeling? I, I don't feel like I've asked that question, which is very rude of me. But how is she feeling lately? Basically, everything I'm saying is how we both feel. Okay. Well, at least if she feels differently about anything, then I'm I'm not getting that, right? You know what I mean? But, like, mm-hmm. she seems – she is as excited as I am. She is as frustrated with budgets as I am. You know, like, it's, it's just the same stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, I'm excited. Um, you know, we're still figuring out how the List family is going to get there, but I'm excited. It should be good. Did you quit yet? No, no, it's been, it's been a fun week at work, I can assure you. So, um, I, I don't, I don't want to get into it. I don't feel like getting in a bad mood again, but, uh, it, it's, it's still something. <laughs> what did Tim say? It's the, the Mac mini remains a product in our lineup. Yeah. Uh, you know, me quitting remains an option that is in front of me. And that's all I'm going to say about that right now. At some point, I'm just going to write a resignation letter for you and just mail it to your office. You know what? If you did, I bet they would probably like, and I don't think they listen to you and I don't think anyone there listens to any of my shows, but I think they would receive that and be like, yeah, okay. That, that probably made sense. <laughs> we was waiting for this day. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, we all knew this was coming. The six months Everyone he took Casey off did. was a bit of a, 
yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a Every, Everyone but Casey knew, so it's it's about time we finally admitted it to ourselves. I don't know. All right, let's uh, cheer me up. Let's do some Relay Your Feels. Mark wants to know, what was the first thing you ever became a fan of, even if you're not a fan anymore? What do you think? This is a good one. Um, this th- So my answers are probably silly, but... You know, I'm taking the the question at face value. And the first things I remember being like really in love with were like TV shows when I was really little. So like Winnie the Pooh. I remember that I really loved to watch Winnie the Pooh. Like I think I would have it with breakfast. And and my mom always tells me that I used to ask for cereal with fruits on top. And she has explained to me what that recipe is. And it amounts to like, you know, probably Cheerios. But it wasn't something as simple as like Cheerios and banana. It was something else like cheerios and some weird fruit or that does not belong on cheerios like on top of it or something like that i don't remember what it was i'll have to ask her maybe we can do some follow-up next episode but tomato yeah right it's something like that <laughs> and interestingly i pronounced it tomato uh but anyway uh, i would eat cereal with fruits on top while i watched winnie the pooh i loved uh chip and dale so with, rumbly with, uh, in my tumbly <laughs> I haven't seen it in so long. Uh, I love Chip and Dale. I, I think I called it Chicky Nail or something like that. I, these are all stories from mom that I was told. Chip and Dale. Rescue Rangers. Um, <laughs> but anyway, uh, I remember being fans of like kitty TV shows. Um, I remember in my video game phase, I was hugely into several different video games. Some on the computer, like uh, Where in the World is Carmen Sandiego. I remember that that game infuriated me because it it was really meant for kids much older than me. And interestingly, it came with like an encyclopedia, a printed encyclopedia, but that was approximately the size of a dictionary in terms of like pages and dimensions and whatnot. And I would go looking through that, trying to figure out what the, where the clues were telling me about. And it, that game infuriated me, but I loved it. Are you aware of all of the movements around Common San Diego right now? I have no idea what you're talking about. There are two different productions of Common San Diego as a TV thing. Really? In production at Netflix. They are doing a cartoon and a live action. What? I think the cartoon is a series and the live action is a um, like a feature, a movie. I did not know that. Did, did you ever see, I don't know if it made it across the pond, did you ever see the game show? The, Car- the Carmen San Diego game show. Um, you would remember no. it because they had they had an acapella group called Rockapella sing the theme song, and oh my god, where in the world is Carmen San Diego? I can't believe I just did that on a podcast. Anyway, uh, it was a good show, and you should watch it. Uh, so I also loved my Nintendo phase. We had the original NES all the way through the Nintendo sixty four, and I played the snot out of any of those systems all the time. And uh, finally, Wing Commander 3, uh, I, I believe it was 3. It was across like three or four CDs, and it had a whole bunch of cutscenes in it. Mark Hamill was in it, um, and it was just phenomenally good. Ooh, and Descent was also really good. Oh, now I'm thinking about it in Duke Nukem 3D, which I should not have been allowed to play, but I did. Doom, Quake, a lot of these were played online. Oh, it was so good. So many things. So the Carmen San Diego thing gets even more mm-hmm. peculiar. Like I had to double check this because I thought it was the case, but I wanted to make sure I hadn't got my wires crossed. And I'm aware of all of these things now because of the upstream segment that we do on Upgrade. Right, right. right. Mm-hmm. So are you familiar with the show Jane the Virgin? I know of it, but I've never seen it. So the title star, Jane, she's uh, the, the actress's name is Gina Rodriguez. 
Gina Rodriguez is voicing Carmen Sandiego in the animated series and will play okay. Carmen Sandiego in the live action feature film. Oh, that's awesome. That's, oh, that's and these cool. are both in development at Netflix. So strange. Like, I have no idea why they're doing both, but they are. They clearly believe this is going to be a big thing for them. Um, I'm I'm very keen to see how that ends up shaping up, to be honest. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Uh, one quick final thought about early fandom. The earliest music I can remember being really, really in love with, um, like in terms of more than just being obsessed with one song, was MC Hammer. And I think around the time that he became just Hammer, uh, I remember playing the entire album Too Legit to Quit endlessly for like a year. And I actually saw him in concert. At, I think it was the Illinois State Fair. It was amazing. All right, what about you, Mike? Um, Power Rangers was a big one for me. Yeah, I was a little too old for it. I think if I was your age, I would have been obsessed with Power Rangers, yeah. but I was a little too old. Like I used to wake up extra early, you know, in the morning to watch mm-hmm. Power Rangers because it was on. It was like breakfast TV here. Um, obviously, professional wrestling. It's been a thing you don't since say. I was like three years old. Um, teenage. Mutant Hero Turtles, as they were known Ninja in the UK. Turtles. As they were known mm-hmm. in the UK. You know this, right? We've, we've been through this yes. before. Yes, uh, yes, yes. But yeah, Ninja Turtles was a was a big one for me. Pokemon, both the game and the animated TV series, they were like just I absolutely... Maybe like Pokemon might be the thing that I found on my own that I was the most excited about. Like... Power Rangers, wrestling, and the Ninja Turtles, they were things that my older brother liked. But Pokemon was my thing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then Mario. Nintendo, obviously, but Mario especially. um, Mm -hmm. They were probably my biggest things growing up. That's awesome. All right, we have a couple more uh, Relay Your Fields to do today, but let's thank our final sponsor for this episode, and that is Squarespace. Make your next move with Squarespace. Let you easily create a website for your next idea, your next project, maybe your next fan site dedicated to Carmen San Diego. With the ability to grab a unique domain name, award-winning templates, and more, Squarespace is the only-one platform that will let you put anything that you want online. You don't have to worry about installing anything, patching anything, upgrading anything. They've got you covered. In fact, they have you covered so much, they back it all up with 24-7 award-winning customer support as well. No matter what type of website you want to build, Squarespace will have all of the tools that you're going to need. If you want to add blog functionality, you can do it. If you want to add a portfolio or maybe some information like a map if you're starting a website for your business, maybe if you want to put music, maybe you have a band, you can put a music player on there. Or maybe if you want to sell stuff online, they have full-fledged online store functionality. I know people that have like real businesses like serious businesses that they run using squarespace's commerce features like it is no joke that is like a serious part of their platform it's really awesome squarespace plans start at just 12 dollars a month but you can sign up for a trial with no credit card required just go to squarespace.com analog to do that and you can 
once you go and sign up for the trial, you can build your entire site before you put it live to the world to make sure that it's right for you. And then just use the offer code analog at checkout and you'll get 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain and show your support for this show. Once again, that is squarespace.com slash analog and the code analog to get 10% off your first purchase. Our thanks to Squarespace for the support of this show. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. So, Jens would like to know, what does friendship mean to each of you? I'm curious if your views differ. Who's going first on this one? I guess I gotta go first because you asked it, right? Hey, buddy. Um, I specifically didn't write any notes down for this one. I, I figured I would just try and answer it off the top of my head. Like, most... Mm-hmm. Most questions that we do for Really or Feels, I'll give myself a couple of notes first, uh, but I decided not to do it for this one. So I think that for me, friendship means like a few different things. Um, I think one, uh, being there for somebody is important. And then on the flip side, like being able to forgive people and not staying mad at them for too long and i kind of see those two things as like weirdly like two sides of the same coin like if you are willing to be there for someone you've also got to always continue to be there for them and that means forgiving them if they screw up like it's it's you know those in my mind those two things kind of go together um being able to enjoy things with somebody you know, like to have some kind of shared interests and have a thing that you can enjoy with someone, I think is is an important thing for a friendship. And it's like the basis of all of my friendships in my adult life have come from like there being a shared interest and then that shared interest begins a friendship. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, I am, uh, I'm someone who cares almost to a fault about people at times like about the way that people think about me as friends mostly you know and how I'm perceived and just people that are willing to understand that about me and like help me with that that they're they're the important things about friendship to me I I think I agree with all of those Um, uh, to me a friendship is about someone who brings joy into my world in some way shape or form and i very much hope that i bring joy into their world too and sometimes there are people that are a lot like me sometimes there are people that are very different than me but one way or another they bring some amount of joy into my world and preferably very little sadness or angst and everyone has friends that are difficult to be friends with um Hopefully you're not thinking to yourself, yeah, like you, Casey, but, um, but you know, everyone has difficult friends and sometimes they're still friends. And, you know, it's a silly phrase that I, I have a lot, I take a lot of issue with, but to some degree is also true. You know, friends are the family you choose. Right. And I think to some degree that's, that's accurate. And I, I think a good friend is someone who makes me happy, someone who I hopefully make happy and in the best of scenarios, it's someone that I don't have to see every day, but we pick up exactly where we left off. And 
it's not, I'm not the first person to say this, but I think that's a sign of a really healthy and good friendship to me is that I cannot see somebody for a long time, but when I see them, it's like we've never left. And, you know, this is especially evident for a lot of our peer group because we only see each other once a year physically. You know, we talk a lot, I guess, but we're only physically in front of each other maybe once a year. We're very lucky this year that you are compelling us to get together several times over the span of the next few months. Uh, and so we're going to see a lot more of each other and maybe we won't be friends by the end of it. But uh, if we find but out gonna... that there was a reason that we can all only yeah, be right? together a limited amount of times in a year. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, it's I, 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 it's funny because every friendship is different, too, right? Like there are some friends that I want to go out and I can't think of a specific example, but maybe like go out to a concert or go to, to dinner with. And there are some friends I want to just sit around and have a chat at home with or play a board game with. But the common denominator amongst all my friends is that they provide me some sort of joy and I try and hope to provide them some sort of joy in return. And I think that's the best answer I can give. Uh, Michael, that was a good answer. Uh, Michael wants to know, I'm curious if and how your listening or interaction habits change with podcasts when you personally know the hosts. Michael says, I must listen to 10 relay shows and wonder what it's like for you or if anything is different. So I thought we would take this in two parts, one listening habits and one interaction habits. Um, I'll kick it off by saying that there is one of one of the things that you won't feel unless you're friends with someone is the guilt of listening to a show. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you have a friend who has a show and you don't listen to that show or you stop listening to it or they mention it to you and you're like not up to date or you don't listen or whatever, you don't typically feel guilty guilt unless you know the person right i think that is a, mm-hmm. a a very unique feeling of like oh i was talking about that on this and this show and i was like and it's like oh yeah don't listen to that yep. one and we've all had yep. it I, it happens to me i've gotten used to it because i do so many shows right i was that, about like, to say you do a hundred shows <laughs> these days i actually just assume that nobody listens to anything unless they tell me and and yeah. then the, and then I'm uh, way more pro- I'm I'm way more happier that way, right? Because then people can be like, oh yeah, no, I listen, I love that show. And then I'm then I am more genuinely happy more of the time than like despondent about the fact that nobody listens to my, the what I do. Um, also, like it's easier for me because my interests, my specific set of interests, I don't know anybody who shares them. Like, my exact set of things that I am personally interested in as a human, I do not have one person in my life who is interested in those exact same set of things. And I'm sure this is the same for basically everybody, but the difference for me is, like, all of the shows that I do are about the things that I'm interested in. So, like, all of my creative work is just that extension of me. Um, So that's one thing uh, with the listening habits. Do you want to say something? About listening habits? Yeah. Uh, there, There is also a tremendous amount of, of, of guilt that compels me to listen to shows when I may not have time for them. And, and, and I don't mean that in a bad way. What I mean is I really try to avoid skipping, you know, an episode of Connected or Upgrade to pick on your shows just because I'm talking to you. 
And especially during the throes of, of infant and newborn time, I skipped a lot of shows, not mm-hmm. just Upgrade and Connected. I skipped a lot of a lot of different shows. And, you know, I, I, I tended to be pretty religiously a podcast completionist up until Michaela. And now I'm dropping stuff left and right. And typically I'm not unsubscribing by any means, but I'm, I'm skipping multiple weeks of multiple shows. And and these are shows that I enjoy. And even if I didn't enjoy them, there's some sort of, you know, social, um, like uh, requirement, if you will, that I listen to them because these are, you know, very good friends of mine that host them. But yeah, I've just had to drop stuff left and right, and I feel terribly, just atrociously guilty about it. Yeah, and I would say that I, but I am also in the same vein, more likely to listen to a new show if a friend is doing it, right? And then yeah, get yeah. loads of amazing things to come out of that. Um, but yeah, so like that, it, when it comes to listening, that is one of the unique things about being friends with people is that there is there are social obligations to listening to something that's new. Um, yeah, yeah. And I will mention just because uh, there is a new show that I'm enjoying very much, um, hosted by friends of the show Tiff Ahmed and Micah Sargent. It's called Somehow I Manage, and it is a rewatch show of The American Office, and it's very good. It's very I've good. I've never seen The Office. If you're ever inclined to watch The Office, this is a great way to do it. Um, this is one of the funniest things to me where, like, the pure amount of content that they have, like, they are doing one episode a week. Like, that was like a multi year show. It's like 10 seasons or something. It's like, it's <laughs> hilarious to think of, like, how long you have. But also at the same time, I think about this a lot, right? Like with the stuff that I do, when thinking about, there are a lot of shows that are like rewatch shows of like a specific property. I would hate to have a time limit set on a project that was outside of my control. Mm, yeah, I see your point. Right? Like, what if halfway through the the shelf life of the series, the show explodes in popularity, like your podcast? Like, what do you do when you get to the end of it? Yeah. Yeah, like if you're smart, you just say that's it. Thanks for listening. But if well, you're... no, not if it's become part of like a business for you, right? You know, then you find another show to watch. You know, yeah, but like, what if people just care about that anyway? Yeah. But them some breaks. It's a it's a good show. You should listen to it. Um, interaction habits is funny too, because the one thing that I think many of us are the most scared of is being the person uh, that responds to something before listening to the whole show. (laughs) Oh, see, I have no such shame. this This is a podcaster's meme of like, and we talk about it every now and then you hear people reference it on a show. Like you hear us say something, you respond to it, but like in two minutes' time, we give you what you were looking for, either answer wise or make a correction. And then it's always this funny interaction of like someone will say it to you, you'd be like, We already said that. And then usually what happens is the person replies, like, I just got that I part of the show, I'm so sorry. You know, it's like it's this funny thing. But it makes it way worse for most people except Casey when Correct. if you end up being that person as a podcaster to other podcasters, that's a funny thing. Uh, the other thing about interaction is like typically 
I would just like send it to somebody direct as opposed to like tweeting at them. Like so, like for example, the Relay mm-hmm. FM Slack is a place where I will just throw a thing at you or whatever. It's like, oh hey, right. here's this thing. I was thinking about this to you. Unless I feel like I have to throw down. Um, I will say there was one I was going <laughs> to do it, but I I sometimes I know you're only doing these things to goad me. Oh, here we go. Oh, so like when you say like oh. I'm talking about real computers, <laughs> right? But then Marco, Marco gave me some retribution on the most recent episode of ATP when we were recording this. You were talking about like ARM and stuff, right? And you were saying something about real computers, and then Marco was talking about stuff like about real laptops because they only exist mm-hmm. at 13 inches and above. And I was like, mm-hmm. I don't need to say anything anymore because Casey got burned. <laughs> Yeah, I have no shame when it comes to this. Like it is it is both cute and funny and infuriating when somebody or especially when many somebody's send you the same piece of feedback, you know, oh, the, did you see the other day that the sky is purple, Mike? Oh yeah, that was really weird. And then you get like a billion pieces of feedback, dude, the sky is blue. And then, you know, meanwhile, during the recording of the podcast, like you said, two minutes later, oh, my mistake. I said purple, didn't I? I meant blue. And so it's just this like I think one of the worst both. ever times for me with this was uh when we were talking about the uh colors of the original iMac, the G three. Mm-hmm. And me, Steven and Federico led into this by Steven, it was one hundred percent Steven's fault. We were calling uh the color, the original blue color of the iMac G three, Bondi blue. That's the correct pronunciation. No, it's Bondi. No, it's not. Like the beach in Australia. Don't care. No, it's not. All right, great. So I would like for all of the Australians that <laughs> made my life a living I remember hell. seeing this. It was so bad for you. Like, I'm mostly trolling, but I, I, now I'm not trying to be funny. I saw enough of this feedback myself that I, I couldn't was, believe how fired up everyone was about it. I thought I was going to lose my mind that week because I'm not a part of that show and I saw a mountain of feedback about it and I'm not even a host. I don't I know how imagine. it was happening, but there was nothing we could do. It was one of the things, there's nothing you can do to stop it. But like, and it just, usually what happens is it will last for like a day or two, but this was just like relentless for a week. I feel like literally every single person from Australia that listened to Connected wrote into us to tell us that it's Bondi and not Bondi. And I will always hold Stephen responsible for that. It was his fault. Um, Real-time follow-up. I'm getting lit up by friend of the show, Jelly, uh, otherwise known as Daniel Farrelly, who is explaining to me how wrong my pronunciation is. Is, are you being serious right now? This is actually yeah, happening. It's literally happening right now. He just said to me, "Jelly is my favorite human <laughs> right now." Well, if if it makes you feel better, he all he said to me, "No, Casey, this is all caps, mind you. No, Casey, stop. We can't be friends anymore. Mike is my only friend." Yes, that's all I've ever wanted. I love that this <laughs> is happening bondy. to you right now. I really hope that you get just a small slice of this uh, for two <laughs> reasons. One, because it's like. You deserve it. And the other, because it will also then prove the thing we were talking about earlier, where like <laughs> people think you're being serious at the moment that they pause the show and open Twitter to complain at you before you actually then admit to the it's, fact that you were gonna, if you're gonna If you're going to pronounce it Bondi, you cannot spell it B-O-N-D-I. That's just, no, stop. Spell it correctly. Anyway, moving on. 
I think we should wrap up there. I think that that's, that's about as good as we're going to get. So uh, thanks for our sponsors this week, <laughs> Squarespace, uh, Linode, and Pingdom. Thank you for listening. I'm being, I know we keep saying this, but like I need to be serious right now, everyone. Please send in your Relay Your Feels questions because I'm getting to the end of the document, like the Relay Your Feels Uh-oh. questions. Yeah. So like we need them. We need them. Hashtag Relay Your Feels. Send us questions about anything, anything, whatever you want. Send them in. Give us fictional scenarios to come up with some anything. You can send in anything. Hashtag Relay Your Feels, and it may make it onto a future episode. Thank you to everybody that does, um, and we would appreciate to get more of those. Please, hashtag Relay Your Feels. Funny thing is, if I tweet about this, we get loads. But if I say it on the show, I get like two. Like, so I know what I need to do. I need to tweet and ask people for it, which makes sense because then they're already in Twitter. Or like, I get it. I get that maybe right now you're like driving. Don't stop driving. But like, think, you know, like think about it. I, what I want you to do, if you are in a scenario right now, right, we're going to play a game here, okay? If you're in a scenario right now where you are unable to send a, me a Relay of Phil's question, that's fine. Continue in whatever it is you're doing. Commuting, Maybe you're painting a fence, whatever it is that you're doing. But what I want you to do is imagine your desk or something in your home, wherever it is you're going, imagine right now in your mind's eye a thing that you're going to see. Maybe it is a post-it note which you know exists on the monitor at work. Maybe it is your tea kettle on the counter of your home. Picture that thing in your mind right now, very clearly. Imagine this thing. So, like, you can you can see it right now. You can see it. So, when you sit down at your desk or you walk into your home or wherever it is that you're going, when you see that thing, you will remember, I need to send Mike and Casey a really a field question. So, in, so, think about this thing. Make it the most clear thing in your mind right now. To remind yourself when the next time you see that object, you're going to open Twitter and send me a question. Now, I want to see if that worked. So it's all up to you, listeners. That was an intense journey. I am excited to see how this turns out. (laughs) No one ever sends anything.